Hey, come on. Y'all looking alive today. Come on. Can we, can we continue to love on our leadership? Pastor Greg, Pastor Tamara, come on. Yeah, come on. We can get up for that. Come on. We can get up for that. Can we love on them? Come on. Pastor, you see that? We love you. South Shore Plant City, come on. Get up. Come on. Love on our leadership. Oh, yes. Come on, Pastor. We love you. We love you both. Come on. I'm telling you, I know for a certain, for certainty that Pastor right now is just fired up. I'm telling you, that does something for us. Thank you for honoring leadership like that, for getting up like that. That's just powerful. Thank you, PC. Thank you, South Shore. Can we, can we love on them, too, on South Shore and Plant City? Pastor Michael? We're just growing during this time. I tell you, God is doing something amazing during this season. We're kicking off the new season, as you heard, Pastor Stephen Robles. Didn't he do an amazing job kicking off the series? Don't go alone. Don't go alone. My goodness. So we're going to, we've been given some topics. I love, I love the fact that Pastor Greg extends the platform to, to the teaching team. You know, and, and you would think, man, did you guys kind of coordinate everything? No. We just got a little topic, and then we're, we're given the opportunity to birth a message by way of Holy Spirit. So I have the topic today regarding two things, salvation and leadership. And I'll get into that in just a second, but can I just pray so I can get out the way? Because I want to hear Jesus preach a word, amen? Is that all right? So I'm going to go ahead and get out the way real quick. Let's pray together. Father, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that we have a, there's an opportunity right now, God. Lord, I'm stepping into it, Father, but I just ask you as always, Lord, I put hours upon hours. I've sought counsel. I have prayed. I have fasted. Father God, I ask you to use this message that's in front of me or use none of it, but that your will be done. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. 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 Can we say amen like we mean it? Amen. Amen. My goodness. My goodness. So we are in a series called Don't Go Alone. Now, the topic for me is salvation is only the beginning. If I can give you a title, not the big idea, but if I can give you a title, salvation is only the beginning. God has called us to lead like Christ. Salvation is only the beginning, but God has called us to lead like Christ. Now, I don't want you to get stuck on trying to fill the shoes of Jesus Christ, right? Because we think about it, man, he was perfect, pastor. But listen, here's what we get to do with sons and daughters. We get to walk in those shoes. All right, there's a, there's a huge difference. We get to walk in those shoes, not necessarily have to fill them, but if we walk in them, we will fulfill our call. Okay, so, but it starts at salvation. You see, I, I believe that We've hit kind of like a, a low. We just kind of hit a wall a little bit now since the pandemic has happened. You know, we have our salvation, so it's amazing, right? I mean, we're going to heaven, amen. We get to pray sometimes, amen. I know we're busy, so we pray sometimes, you know. Maybe we'll share the gospel at times. We, we definitely pray when stuff isn't going right. We read our Bible from time to time, and, you know, because we're busy and all. And, and you know, but, but does it stop at salvation, you know, I, I, I love this. Well, I got my salvation certificate, boy. <laughs> boy, I got this thing. I'm going to show up to Jesus and say, Jesus, hey, here, Jesus. 
See that? See that right there? Got that salvation. But but what if what but what if we just what if we just Am I tripping? What if what if I mean is this is this is this what's gonna get me into heaven? I mean, if I burned it right now, I mean, with, with, no, don't do that, Pastor. You need that. You need that certificate. How's Jesus going to know? Listen, I pray he knows by my actions, by the things that I do and the way that I walk out my life, by the fruit. Some of y'all looking at me like, no, don't do it, Pastor. You burn this building down. I hope I burn this building down, but with the power of God. I hope this whole house catches on fire. My goodness. You know, the, I don't want to water down the, the, the salvation. I, I don't, that is key. You have to come to Christ. If there's anyone here online, PC, South Shore, if you're watching, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, it is the best thing, the most important thing, the very beginning thing that you need to do. The Bible is clear throughout Scripture. So I don't, listen, heaven is real, but my God, hell is real too. And we have got to start stepping up and helping people come to that reality so that they can know our Savior. Some of us don't. Some of our family members don't. Galatians 2.20 is clear. It talks about it. For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. You know the Scripture. Romans 10.9 and 10. Romans 10.13. The Bible's clear on it. Salvation is key. I'm not watering it down. But we cannot stop at salvation. Let me read one scripture that I love, a couple scriptures out of Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Sealed. It's a done deal. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Man, can God do some poetry? Isn't that eloquently spoken, beautifully spoken? That is for us. That's what he did. It's been sealed. Salvation is key, but we cannot stop there. There is a great verse that I think we tend to overlook a lot. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. We've all heard it. But have we received it? Because it is a commandment from the Lord. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying to the disciples, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Your daddy has authority on heaven and on earth. That means through sonship, so do you, so do I. And he says, Go, listen, go. He doesn't say go alone. He says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. The very word that we read, we are commanded to give that to them as we have been given it. And it says, and lo, I am with you even to the ends of the age. I'm always with you, even now better because the Holy Spirit resides in you. So I am always with you. Listen, I love hanging out with leaders that all they look for is for stars. I love hanging out with them because they will overlook 12 underdogs with star-like potential. And guess what? I'm going to get all 12 of them. I'm going to grab them all. I love a good underdog. I love a good underdog. In fact, here's the big idea. God is looking for
for the uncommon to lead. The uncommon. The uncommon, the unusual. I love unusual folk. Abnormal, rare, unexpected, unfamiliar, strange folk. Man, I've discipled some strange folk. <laughs> Curious, out of the ordinary, extraordinary. You know, that something else kind of guy. Boy, that boy's something else. I love discipling folks. But the uncommon. So today I want to look through Luke, the fifth chapter, and I hope that I can share some of this with you and that we can grab it and run with it. So if you would turn your Bibles to Luke, the fifth chapter, your phones, your iPads, let's go there, church. Come on, Luke 5. And I want to talk to three points through Luke 5. The first point is you have a choice, and I'm going to talk about the story of Simon Peter. Then we're going to move through Luke 5 still down the line, and Jesus is willing are you. And it's a story of a leper, an amazing story. And then we'll land it with who do you call friend? And this is going to be the story of the paralytic. So here's the first point. Do you guys, hey, listen, South Shore Plant City online, if you, if you have it, Luke 5, 1, do you have it? Can you say I'm there? Yeah. Hey, man, I'll wait for a few more people. They, they thought I was playing when I said get your Bible out. I, I'll give you a couple more seconds. Luke 5, Matthew, Mark, Luke, amen, the gospel, comma, John. Okay, Plant City, South Shore, Tampa, if you have it, say, I'm there. Yeah. Amen. I sounded a little better. Amen. Praise God. So let's go. Luke 5, the first verse. Here's the first point. You have a choice to make. You have a choice to make. 5-1. Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. Okay, this is the, the Sea of Tiberias. This is the Sea of Galilee. The same thing. Verse 2. And he saw two boats. Look at your neighbor and say, two boats. Lying at the edge of the lake. But the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way. From the land, and he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. Listen to me. I think these, these, these few verses are so rich because the, the word says that there were two boats. And I thought to myself, I asked God a lot of questions. I said, Lord, why in the world would you say there's two boats? Does it really matter? If there was two boats, 62 boats, does it really matter? He said, yes. Because there was a choice to make. Which boat are we going to get into? You have two boats, boats you have a choice. Which boat are you going to get into? Jesus chose Simon Peter's boat. And then the Bible says that they cast it out just a little. Isn't that how it all begins? Jesus says, just cast out just a little bit. Step out just a little bit. Just take some baby steps. Church, for some of us, that is perfect. It is fitting. But for a lot of us, are we still taking baby steps? Are we still just casting out just a little bit from 10 years ago, casting out just a little bit? I, mean, I got my bird. I got my salvation. Oh, no, no. Boy, I'm going to heaven. I should talk about it. I'm, I'm going to heaven, pastor. What about your mom? What about your brother? 
oh, well, pastor, you're supposed to talk like that. I mean, because you're a pastor. Listen, you know, I cast it out just a little bit too. I, I didn't just stand up here. You know where I was at? Let me just keep it real. Can I keep it real? Is that okay? I'm going to be real with you. I started out in that parking lot. You see these guys with yellow shirts whenever you come in? I was in the parking lot, hiding with the call of my life, in the parking lot. Oh, now listen, I feel good. Listen, there's something about you giving me one of them neon sticks, like a lightsaber, and a, and a walkie-talkie. Boy, you can sound like Darth Vader at the same time, and, you know, Luke. And I mean, I, who, I love parking cars at night. But I was out there hiding. But you know what? Somebody, somebody came to me and said, hey, man, you should check out Iron Man. I came to Iron Man. You're like, oh, Pastor, don't start talking to Iron Man. That's a 715. Listen to me. Listen to me. You better stop, okay? Don't tell me you don't have time. Listen, at 715 in the morning, if you had something really important to do, which we've all done things early, you will get up. If I told my kids, hey, listen, we're going to the beach tomorrow morning at 4 o'clock in the morning, man, they'd be up at 3.30 making me some coffee. They're like, Papi, we've already packed. We got sandwiches. You want to grill? They'll be ready to go. But we make more excuses. So you know what I did? I didn't make an excuse. I went to Iron Man. Then I joined a pod. And then you know what God? God elevated me, started leading a pod. Then after that, somebody asked me, they said, hey, why don't you go to Starting Point? I promise you, this is no joke. I went to starting point. It was called something else. And it was for a, a longer period of time. I'm grateful it was for a longer period of time. I learned so much. And we were in this group. And, man, we bonded. And guess what? We burst out of that, and we went into a life group. I started leading the life group. You know that life group multiplied seven different times. Amen. Seven different times. I love the process we have. The problem is we don't jump in it. But it kept going. Then they asked me, hey, would you help lead in starting point? I said, okay, I'll, I'll lead a, a table. Then I had one of the elders come up to me for, for, for months. He said, man, you should come speak at, at Iron Man. Listen, I was hiding. I did minimum. And he said, hey, why don't you come and speak at Iron Man? And, you know, I would get that serious look and say, you know what? Let's pray about that. <laughs> Lion? Oh, I know that's just me in here. Lying, folk. I tell you, you're lying. Come on. I, man, and he'd come up to me like, yeah, yeah, let's pray about that. I'm like, whew. With a call on my life. And he'd come up again, and he'd come up again, and then one day he came up to me, and I said, you know what? Yeah, let's pray about it. I'm going to pray about that. And the next few words changed my life forever. He leaned into me like this, and he said, what's there to pray about? I didn't have a comeback for the lie. That was a good lie, good enough. <laughs> two weeks, he said, I'll see you in two weeks. And the rest is history. Went, spoke in Iron Man. God continued to elevate. One of my mentors passed, was able to participate in the celebration of life. Pastor Greg and I connected, and the rest is history. Amen. With a call on your life. God is looking for the uncommon to lead. Verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put, put out into the deep waters and let down your nets. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing. 
but I will do as you say. At your word, he says, and let down your nets. Listen to me. Do you know that God is trying to take us deeper? Isn't it crazy? Read the scriptures. Ask God to highlight things to you. That's how I read every time, even when I reread things. You know what God was telling me in the time of, of me reading these scriptures? Was that Jesus cast it out just a little bit for those that could only receive just a little bit. But then he wanted to take Simon Peter deeper because he was ready to go deeper. He just didn't know it. He was ready for more. So when he was done teaching here, he took Simon Peter deeper and he said, hey, cast your net. And then Simon Peter tells him, Lord, I, I've, been, I've been fishing all day. You, you want me to cast my net? He was questioning God in a sense. He was, I, I could just see him looking at Jesus' hands saying, those are carpenter hands. These are fishermen's hands. And you want me to, to cast my net? I've been doing this all night. Church, are we, are we questioning God based on what we think we know rather than what he tells us to do? It's a simple question. Listen, today I'm going to keep it low-calorie logic. It's going to be simple, okay? It's going to be the word. I'm going to read it, and it's going to sound amazing, but it's the Bible. It sounds good all by itself, okay? It, it's that simple. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to read it, and I pray that you receive it. Could it be that we're living in a time that we're questioning God based on what he's asking us to do? Have we isolated so much that when God speaks, we, no, no, I know better. I've, I've been here. I know, I know what I'm doing, God. I, I know you're saying I wouldn't say that, but do we subconsciously? That's what Peter did. He said, but nevertheless, at your word, I'll cast it. Look at what happens when we are faithful. Verse 6, when they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their, to their partners on the other boat for them to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats, both of the boats, so that they began to sink. Wow. Wow. But when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Isn't it amazing that this man falls at Jesus' feet. You, you think about this for a moment. You want a qualification to lead? The fact that you've fallen short qualifies you. You see, God is looking for people that have fallen short of his glory, but are willing to be redeemed so that he can use them for a great time as now. You see, he said, I'm a sinful man. He said, I know. I need you. I, I need you with how you think and how you process and where you're at. I need you as a businessman, as a fisherman. I need you to understand, and now that you do, I can use you. Because in your sin, I can restore you, and then I can send you out, and you can talk to somebody else about the very thing that you've endured. I can use you. So there's your qualification. Well, pastor, I'm a sinful man. Yes, God can use you. Church, we, we, have to, we have to make a choice. Verses 9 through 11, for amazement had seized him and his companions because of the catch of the fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not fear, from now on you will be catching men. When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. 
What a shame it would be for us to have Jesus in our boat and have no one to help us bring in the catch. Think about that for a moment. Imagine if Simon would have been trying to pull this in but could not pull it in because he had no help. He had no friends. He had no relationship. He had isolated for so long, but he had no one to help him bring in the catch. Do you know that there are churches, there are leaders across the globe doing this very same thing? They would, they would rather do things their own way because they feel that they can do it better or they know the way to do it and not train somebody up to help them carry it. Jesus wasn't fishing with this man. He was teaching him, discipling him, because he knew that one day the church will be built on that very same rock. Church, we've got to make a choice. So I'm asking you to lead, and you may say, well, Pastor, maybe I'm, I'm... I can get over the whole sin thing. I know God has redeemed me, but I'm just not equipped. Okay, well, you know we got a Bible college, right? That's a Bible college. Last time I checked, I, yeah, I attended. There's a, well, Pastor, I don't have the money. Okay. Listen, it's $50 if you want to take eight weeks with a non-accreditation. If you do not want to go for a degree, it's 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Now, if you want to go through the process, now... now It's 89 cents a day if you really want to break it down, amen. I promise you, I know I advertise the Bible college. I'm just passionate about it. I promise you I get no royalties at 89 cents. I get, I don't don't get, I'm not making money here. The church isn't even making money. They're just covering costs. Listen, if you want to get a degree, $150 for a semester, $2.68 a day. I'll tell you what, you say, well, pastor, that, you know, that's still a little steep. I'll tell you what I'll do. If you jump on right now, here's what I'll do. If you jump on to that link today, right now, the very first person, I'll pay half of that eight weeks. If the very first person, I'll do it. I'll put it right in my own pocket. I believe in education. I believe in growing. I believe in discipling. Are you willing to make that choice today? I don't have time. Oh, let me guess. You're going to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. Let me keep going because... Lion? Second point. Jesus is willing. Are you? Second point. Here's the story of the leper. Verse 12. While he was in one of those cities, behold, there was a man covered with leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And he stretched out his hand, Jesus, and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. Church, do you know, if you read in Leviticus, go to chapter 4, chapter 13, chapter 14, it talks about leprosy. Now, do you know that back in that time, tell me if this sounds familiar, back in that time, do your research, if you had leprosy, guess what? You would have to stand six feet away from people. Oh, it doesn't stop there. If you had leprosy, you would have to cover your face and your mustache as well and yell, unclean, unclean. Are we living in similar times? Listen, I'm I'm not saying don't be safe. I'm not saying don't be cautious. I'm saying, isn't it ironic 
The same thing that was happening then. This man did not. This man has such great faith, he went right to Jesus knowing that he should have been doing something different. I love the story because he didn't question if Jesus could do it or not. He knew he could do it. He said, if you are willing. Not if you have the power to do it. He said, if you are willing. Church, you know, I believe that there are many people outside these four walls that know that we have something, Jesus, inside of us, and they know somehow, some way that we can be willing, but are we willing? Jesus is, are you? You see, there are people out there that need the Jesus that's in you. There's people out there right now dealing with fear, great amounts of anxiety, burdens, hurts, Imagine what would happen if we allowed for people to get a little closer than six feet to us. Jesus had such a great compassion for this man. This just humbles me. He did not have to touch that man. He could have just spoke it. But Jesus wanted to show compassion. Church, are we showing compassion? Are we leading this way? In the times that we're in, sometimes we want to take care of ourselves and our family, but what about those that are in need, that need the Jesus in, in you and me? Jesus is willing, church. Are you? You know, this man just didn't want to be healed. This man wanted to be cleansed. You, you, know, you know how long this man must have been carrying this? You know the shame he must have carried? You know the shame that the people of God are carrying right now? Think about that. How, how long, how long did, did he say, unclean, unclean, every time he went to somebody, trying to find somebody that he didn't have to say it to? How, I mean, call it, some, call it anxiety, anxiety, shame, shame. What, people are carrying this. And we're standing, idling by. You know, this happened 19 years ago. 9-11 hit. 9-11 hit. Fear crept the land. It's a different kind of fear now, but fear crept the land. And guess what? Man, the churches on 9-12 were flooded. What do you think is going to happen here in two minutes when those doors open up and the people start coming in? Listen to me. It happened 9-12 after 9-11. The next day, the church were flooded. And guess what? We just knocked down walls and created capacity so we can bring people in. But guess what happened months later? We didn't have the right leadership to absorb the crowd, to disciple them. And guess what happened? They left and they took folks with them. Listen, you're not here. You're not going to get that. We want to make disciples of all nations. We want to equip you and send you out so that we can together receive the harvest. Listen to me. I believe God is asking for the uncommon to lead. Jesus is willing. Are you? I've got extras. You guys I've got like six of them. 
verses 14 and 15, he says, and he ordered him to go and tell, and I'm going to paraphrase these verses. This is so good. So he ordered them, he ordered him to go and tell the, the priest. He says, go and tell the priest your testimony and make sure that you do a cleansing sacrifice. In Leviticus 14, read it for yourself. I'm not just throwing verses and chapters at you. I'm asking you to go read your Bible. You know, there was a time that a pastor can speak, and men, the people would submit to the word and honor those that are, have been set by God in authority over you. Listen, I'm, I'm not asking you to do this because I want to be cool. I'm asking you to do this so that you can read the, the word and govern yourself accordingly. In fact, go and check me out. See if I'm speaking truth. At least do that. If that'll stir you up to go there, amen, go do it. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto men, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightfully dividing the word of truth. So in Leviticus 14, he goes there because he's supposed to do a cleansing sacrifice. Can you imagine this guy walking in? He says, hey, this dude named Jesus just, just, just healed me. Look, look, I, I don't, you see, I'm clean. Imagine him walking into the temple and the priest just asking, you know, uh, yeah, when's the last time we did one of those? When's Jesus is so smooth. He knew that if he sent him to the temple, that he would testify within those that felt like they were above to bring them to a humble state because they hadn't done a, 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 lepr a leprosy sacrifice cleansing since Moses. They're over there trying to find the scrolls, dusting scrolls off. It's been so long. But Jesus is so smooth because, you see, he knew, according to the law, that if he went and did this, that clean man would then be able to go back into society. The, 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 Levit the, the Levitical priests were the only ones to be able to, to, to officiate that he is clean and now he can go back into society. So he knew that if he would go back into society cleansed, he could not keep his mouth shut. Church, when do we start shutting our lips? When did society start telling us we cannot speak out about the God that saved, redeemed you, and set you free? When did we shut it? Jesus is so smooth. He knew as soon as he got out, he would go and tell everyone. You know, in Mark, if you read it, in the second chapter, he told him, hey, tell no one. And he told everyone. You know, what's a, it's a strange fact that the one Jesus commanded to tell no one told everyone. And we who are commanded to tell everyone often tell no one. I'm talking about me, amen. I know the opportunities you've been commanded by your Savior to go and tell everyone. So maybe I should say the same thing. Hey, y'all better not say a word about this message to anybody. <laughs> Don't you dare. My God. Tripping. So here's the ask. Will you commit to leading in some capacity? Oh, now I messed up the message right there. I lost it. Will you commit to leading in some capacity? Will you just go? Listen, we have so many ministries under group life. Ironman, sisterhood, life groups, co-ed, families, married life groups, re-engage. I'm asking you, will you lead? Will you commit to leading in some capacity? 
Will you leave out of these doors today and go outside and sign up? Listen, we want you to join a life group if you're not in a life group, but some of us should already be leading a life group. We'll equip you and we'll send you out. We'll help you fill that group. Listen, there's going to be a crowd of people coming in because they are looking to be unified. People want unity. So it's not going to matter if you're black or white, tall, skinny, heterosexual, LGBTQ. They want unity. And that Jesus in you can bring that to them. I'm believing that if you step up, God will bring in the catch. Are we willing? Here's the third and final point. Who do you call friend? Verse 16, 17. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Man, that is so good. Man, I, I pray I can slip away often. Are we slipping away? Amen. Verse 17. One day he was teaching and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee, Judea, and from Jerusalem. I love these scriptures. Here's what he says. This is a semicolon. And then he says, listen, this, this, this goes with this. It's connected, not necessarily apart, but it is. Listen to what he says. And the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. Now, now listen, I, 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 I'm not taking scripture and putting it here and there, but I mean, if, if I had the right to do that, I think it would have went really well with verse 16 because he was slipping away into the wilderness to pray. And then if it would have said, and the power of the Lord was present with him to perform healing, it would have fit. But this is the reason why it's here. It is actually in the perfect place because it stands out. Listen to this. Jesus had created such a move from the very beginning of the story in chapter 5 to this point to the leper, now to this point, that people, the cream of the crop from Judea, Jerusalem, they were all, the Galilee, the, from all the villages, the cream of the crop, the Pharisees and the teachers came to hear this man. And the power to heal was present, and Jesus could not heal because of the lack of faith in the whole room. And yet that was the cream of the crop, church. Tell me we don't need more uncommon leaders in the house of God. I mean, everybody that was present had a title. The best of the best. Verse 18 and 19 and 20. And some men were carrying on a bed and a man who was paralyzed and a man who was paralyzed, and they were trying to bring him in and to set him down in front of him, but not finding any way to bring him in because of the crowd. They went up on the roof and led him down through the tiles with his stretcher into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus seeing their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven you. Listen, let me give you a great example of what this looks like. Check out this video. We've been going to the crossing about four years now. We heard about the crossing because we were invited to a live group in our community by Pat Grillo. He announced it in a community Facebook page that we have. She was coming. I wasn't really on into it to come because he put it as a Bible study and I know those are boring. We came um, the first night and it was uh, life changing, to be honest. There was maybe about five, six of us here and one of the ladies spoke about how she felt that nobody can see the light of God in her. 
you know, from there, it just took a different twist rather than the Bible study became a family group, if, if, you, if you will. I was taking medication for PTSD. I'm a veteran. And one day God told me to speak about it. I spoke out. They laid hands on me and I was healed instantly. And ever since that day, I mean, my work with God has been growing and growing and it keeps growing. Um, I grew up in church and then I, teenage years, I walked away. And that's how we had the marriage all these years. That's how we raised our sons. But it was a mess. We were just living day by day. There was no God in our home. Um, maybe a divorce, we're separated today, tomorrow, no, we're doing okay now, but it was very worldly. There wasn't anything that I was looking forward mm -hmm. in life. You know, yeah, we, were, we did the married thing, we did the you know, parenting. There wasn't a purpose. There wasn't there anything that I was seeking after. Uh, like we do now. Both life was always been part of, we always become family. I mean, we are more family than our real family. Mm -hmm. You know, just the uh, the fellowship, the, the trust that we got with each other, the communication we got, the non-judgmental stuff that we got in life. That's what, that's what really, you know, keep us coming. And, you know, um, we have really growth in, in our right. faith, you know, and our work because they're like, and we do life with them. Um, when our sons graduate, for example, these are the people that are there with us. Um, when I'm, I was admitted to the hospital one morning, when I look around, my room was full of life group, life group people. At five in the morning, yeah. there was people from they're, the They're praying group. for me. There's already prayer chains going for me. Nobody knows what's wrong, but she's in the hospital. Let's pray for her. That's comforting. Yeah, that's family. Just one time, show up for life group, mm -hmm. and they'll see that it's not a... Regular Bible study, Bible study is, right. it's just pretty much life. We're it's, doing life together. We do life together. Wow. What a powerful, powerful testimony. That's Ray and Callie. I don't just know the names, I know them. I have relationship with them. Ray that day was lowered down like the paralytic and received healing. Amen. Received healing. Do you know that we're called to lower those that are paralyzed right in front of Jesus? Not behind him, not to the left, not to the right. They strategically dropped him right in front. And Jesus looking up seeing their faith. You know, he didn't say, hey, legs, get straight, get right. He didn't say, you know, a, a spine. He called him friend. He said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Imagine Jesus calling you friend. Just for a moment, just for a moment, he calls you friend. You know, in John 15, the Bible tells us that Jesus, and I'll just paraphrase, right? You can go check out the you version. I'm going to give you my version, amen? And, and, and that version just summarizes. He says, listen, I no longer want you to be slaves because the slave doesn't know what his master is doing. He said, but I call you friend because I want you to know the intimacy that we can have, father and son. And then he says in verse 18, he says, and listen, if they hate you, don't worry about it. They hated me first. You're doing good. 
Oh, bring them haters. I'm good. The last few verses, verses 21 through 26, I'll just bring them together. The Pharisees start thinking, reasoning within themselves. What is this guy doing? They're talking about Jesus in front of Jesus, but not saying it. Now, listen, it's bad when you get rebuked, when you say something out of place. You're like, hey, don't say that. But Jesus looks at him. He says, what'd you say? And they're like, I didn't say that. They got rebuked for thinking, who is this man that he can forgive sins? And Jesus says, what are, you, what are you reasoning? He said, listen, what would you rather have me do? Say, get up, take your bed, sin forgiven, rebuke them right then and there. Church, are we, are we standing in front of Jesus, reasoning in our minds, is, is this the truth? Is this word truly from God? Is, is, is this God speaking through this man? Are we challenging the Word of God? Because the way that I see it is, is if we don't submit and do the things that we know God is asking, it doesn't matter if he uses a donkey, for lack of better words. Amen? And if we don't submit, then that bottom line to me is rebellion. And not to me, not to leadership but to God. So who do you call friend? Here's what I want to do. I want to I land this way. If you feel here, South Shore Plant City, that you are in a paralytic state, you're going through it, your anxiety, you're, you're operating in fear, somebody you know that you can stand in the gap for, I'm just going to ask you to stand up right now here Plant City, South Shore. Just stand up. Stand up. Stand up right where you're at. Just stand right where you're at. In a paralytic situation. Come on, stand up. I'm going to give you a chance. Plant City, South Shore, this means come on, get up. Stand up. Online, stand up. If you are in a paralytic situation where you know you need to be lowered in front of Jesus, whatever that may be, can you stand right where you're at? Come on. I see you in the back. I see you in the back. Come on, stand where you're at. I'm going to give you a few more minutes, amen, because I know everybody here is safe, sanctified, full of the Holy Spirit, and everybody's perfect, amen. But I'm just, just in case, I'm going to give you a chance to stand up. Imagine you're about to receive your breakthrough, and you say, no, I don't want people to see me. Let them watch. Let them see you get your breakthrough. I'm going to wait a couple more seconds. Now, here's what I'm going to ask. For those of you that have Jesus on your boat, I'm going to ask you to go and gather around them real quick. Go ahead. Come on. Go ahead and gather around them. You're going to pray, leaders. You thought I was going to pray, man. That was a hook. You go pray. PC, South Shore, go go ahead and gather around them and take a few minutes. Listen, lay hands compassionately on them. Speak words of knowledge over them. Pray healing over them. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Go ahead. Take a few minutes and do that. Come on. Listen, do not let anyone stand alone. Look around. There's people in the back. Church, there's people in the back. I dare you to walk off. I dare you to go up those steps. Oh, come on. There's people in the back. People in the front. Look to the back. There's people in the back. Don't make me get off the stage and go over there because I will. Amen. Because I'm not going to leave one. Amen. I'm not going to leave one. Come on. There's two more in the back. 
Church, where you go? Church, where you go? Leaders, where you at? In the back. Come on. Rest church, come on. Right there. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, we're going to mess up the service. Amen. God is so good. He'll mess it up so he can perfect it. Come on. Go to the back. I got two people in the back. I got one in the back. Where we at? Come on. South Shore, Plant City. Don't let no one stand alone. Gather around them. Somebody needs to be lowered in front of Jesus. I will come off this stage. Oh, come on, leaders. Break off. There's some folks right here. Leaders, come on. Oh, come on. Hey, listen. There's some folks. I will, in the name of Jesus, I will come off this stage right now. I will. Come on, there we go. Thank you, brother. Just about to come off stage. Oh, my goodness. Oh, come on. The body of Christ, my God. Man, there's people receiving breakthrough right now across campus. There's, there's, there's people receiving words of knowledge right now. My God. You are leaders more than you think you feel like. Oh, come on. Thank you, God. Come on. Thank you, God. Oh, look at you. Oh, my goodness. The body of Christ. Lowering down the paralytic. Tearing the roof off. Thank you, God. People are being restored right now. People are being set free right now. Oh, church, come on. Come on, give yourself a hand. You did it. You did it. Listen, you did it. You did it. I just pushed that boat a little deeper. Oh, my goodness. Listen, I'm going to take it right back to the beginning. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is what family looks like. Do not leave without them. Do not leave without this community. Listen to me. Here, South Shore, Plant City, listen to me. There's some great scriptures in Matthew 27, verse 50, uh, verses 50 through 53. Go read them for yourself. This is when, and Pastor Wade was touching on them, when that veil torn and, 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 and the rock split down the middle, the Bible says that when the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ took place, there were graves that were open and people were coming out like, hey, what happened? A resurrection fire brought people from the grave. And it says they walked down to the holy city and they said, Billy, is that you? You've been there for 10 years. It said the saints rose up. Listen to me, church. If you don't accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior today, and if that story in Matthew 27 don't move you, I don't know what will. The dead rose, and one day will rise too. And you have that opportunity today if you don't know them. So I want everybody here, South Shore Plant City, 
to repeat after me. Say, Father God, thank you for paying the price, for dying on that cross, for shedding your blood to cover me so that I can be sinless and have eternal life with you. Forgive me. I repent. Come into my life. Lead me and guide me all of my days. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, on the count of three, would you just raise your hand up for me? Be bold. I want to celebrate. We want to celebrate here, South Shore and Plant City, on the count of three. One, two, three. Come on. Come on. Come on, God. Come on, anybody else? Come on. Come on. Come on, God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, hey, some people got saved. They're not going to hell. Amen. Can we celebrate? I was just playing. Listen to me. If you don't remember a thing I said today, remember this one thing. God is looking for the uncommon to lead. God bless you.